This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi guys, just another shout out to our uh, podcast sponsor before this episode, uh, FIFA Factory. Um, if you haven't already heard, um, it's a FIFA community online that does 90s overalls set up by Matt Phillip and Rich Anderson. Uh, you basically, you join a league system, you play against other people in your leagues, you earn points as mid-season cups, you help each other with ultimate team tips, you help each other with uh, tactics setups, um, you can hopefully try and get your favourite team if they ever become available everyone's got the same quality players and it's, it's a barrel of fun so please do head over to them and we have the exciting uh, if you haven't already seen uh, partnership now with FanHub which is the brilliant new app which is um, all about you know helping the fans feel involved and get rewarded for following their team rather than you know it becoming something uh, monetized by some of the bigger corporations. It's a it's a brilliant app worth downloading. Matched with you know it's got score predictions. You can it's got a fan content section based on each club, so you can choose to either follow your own club's news and go have a look at what's happening somewhere else. Um, and we are part of that fan, fan content section now in Hull City, um, which is along with Vavil and. Um, the Tigers, Tigers, blah 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 podcast. So some brilliant content on there for any Hull City fans wanting to hear. Um, definitely worth a download. It's already on a thousand members within the first five days of its launch, I believe. So it's gaining momentum and it is a load of fun. So please do head over and check it out. We we've shared the Twitter handle about. Thanks, guys. Tigers, Tigers, burning bright on hallowed turf, a glorious sight. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? Tigers, tigers, burning bright. Now then, guys, um, welcome back to the next episode of To Hull and Back. Um, it's going to be a good one at this one. Uh, we've got a special guest. Um, we have Kaz May, who is a Bristol Rovers fan. Hi, Kaz. I'm How good. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've got Bristol Rovers next on Saturday, um, so I didn't think there was any better person to get on to preview this match. Um, a potential banana skin for us uh, and a first opposition view style episode for us. So you're breaking our uh, preview cherry. I'm just delighted, <laughs> delighted to <laughs> delighted to pop your cherry. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> right, pipe Chris, down, uh... Will. Pipe down, Will. Right. 
So. And my dog's just knocked my headset off, so we've had a brilliant start. <laughs> but, um, so, I've, I've had a look at the Bristol Rovers position in the table this morning. Um, where are we? So, the 20th in the league. Yeah. We played 31 games, which is one more than Wimbledon, just below you, on 30 points. They're on 29. Um, how do you think... Your season's going. Are you doing any better or worse than what you predicted? Oh, God. You had to ask, didn't you? I predicted 10th. Um, <laughs> that's not happening. That's right. not happening. Uh, yeah, to be honest, um, I look back to the summer and I, at the time, along with many other gas heads, thought that it was the best transfer window we'd had for years. So it was very exciting. And the thing is with Rovers is we've signed a lot of very good players, um individually on paper they're very good players but as a team it's just not working and they're just not clicking um so obviously we looked at these players all the time we thought christ like this is this is good uh, this is gonna be a great season so i finished te- uh, i said we'll finish 10th because i thought you know like it, we've signed some good players um you know the, the owner has cleared the debt stadium on the horizon it's all looking positive and then the season started and I quickly regretted that prediction, to be honest. <laughs> we are struggling. We are fighting for survival. We're struggling to score any goals, uh, which obviously is vital if you want to stay up. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just not working. We've gone through two managers. We're on our third manager now with Joe Barton. We're desperately just trying to throw all it takes to stay up. So yeah, not gone how any of us thought it would this year, to be honest. Yeah. Is there is there any way you can put is there a reason behind that? Is there any any point that you can put your finger on? Is it is it literally just a, a case of too much chopping and changing of the manager, or is it just you know maybe the players not adapting to the style that the club wants them well, to play? Well, we were stung in 2019 when we lost Graham Coglan because he was he got us up to fourth in the league. We were flying. We just beat Ipswich away. It was a massive result, and then he decided that he wanted to be closer to home, so he just left. Um, so that was. Yeah, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth. And then from then on, it's just been two bad recruitments in Ben Garner and Paul Tisdale. Ben Garner has never been a manager before, so that was a massive red flag from the start. But obviously, we we gave him an opportunity. Um, He had lots of good connections, hence the good transfer window, but he just didn't have it in him to to be a manager of a football team. So that didn't work. And then we had Paul Tisdale um, for 10 games after that. Uh, sorry 17 games we had Porter Stell for and uh yeah same thing he just he just couldn't couldn't work with these players and I don't think they really respected him they didn't want to play under him so that was another bad recruitment um from the board and Tisdale you know he's got a good good reputation with Exeter as a league two manager but he went to MK Dons for league one and it didn't work um so why we took a punt on him to to do well for us I don't know because it was clear from the start as soon as he took over that it just wasn't wasn't working out and uh now we're hoping that Joe Barton is going to be the right man um a little bit different to the last two so hopefully fingers crossed he'll do a job in in keeping us up You, I noticed you got like nine points from 27 in the, against the teams around you. Um, I'm assuming that's a big concern for you. Yeah, I mean, you need to you need to be beating the teams around you if you're in a relegation dogfight, and that's what we're not doing. Um, remarkably, we've pulled off some results against the better teams in this division. We beat Portsmouth 3-1. Um, we drew away to Peterborough at home, and we kept a clean sheet. Uh, sorry, Peterborough away. We kept a clean sheet. Um, then in every league game prior to that game so how we kept a clean sheet is beyond me it's kind of like we're a bit <laughs> complacent um with 
uh, teams below us. We think we're better than them. We think that we don't need to put 110% in. And then when it comes to the better teams in this division, we do all right. Um, but it's a big worry that we've lost to the likes of Rochdale, Wigan, Swindon and now Burton. And we're trying to stay up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a worry. But um, as long as we keep grinding out results against the likes of Peterborough, Portsmouth, Lincoln, then yeah, maybe we'll survive by a thread, but we'll see. It's similar to us, that to be fair. We, I was we, thinking that. Yeah. We yeah, we 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 know that if we're playing any side that's that's in any sort of peril or that any city fan would say, mm. yeah, win. If they're all predicting to win, you can almost guarantee that we're gonna turn up and put in one of the most horrid performances <laughs> you'll ever see and lose one. Yeah, um... and it but Shrewsbury were bottom and we lost to him. Burton were bottom and we lost to him. Um, Without shots on target. Yeah. Fills me with a bit of hope, that does. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, um, if there's ever a banana skin game, it's these kind of ones. I mean, Wimbledon was a similar one. Uh, we didn't play great. We managed to grind out because, especially at home, we are very mm. poor. Um, I think where we're, we're Rovers are going to probably try and... Um, counteract what we're doing we, we're a counter-attacking side so away from home when teams press us we we tend to gain that space behind them and, and score loads we've only scored 17 right. at home which i think is what is it the third lowest in the league will it was the third lowest i think it still is okay yeah and one of them was an, an own <laughs> goal against wimbledon so it wasn't like you know we put two in uh, him one of them was a forced own goal but it's it's quite worrying because we've got 37 goals away and then obviously 17 at home so the the problems for us are, are there and they're obvious if you come to the KC and you press us high and you sit behind the ball and don't give us any space around your box we do very well we always tend to struggle to break teams down so I suppose that's where your uh, optimism is going well, to yeah, come exactly. from then. I think with Rovers as well um, we do better against teams that play better football um, Ben Garner when he recruited this team he wanted to play very like tippy tappy type style play um, on the floor, passing it about fast tempo. Um, and that just doesn't work against the majority of League One teams. Um, Burton, I've, I found yeah, on yeah. Tuesday night, were very clunky. They were really hard to break down in defence. And they had these big, tall defenders. And we just couldn't play how we wanted to play. And it was really difficult. So I think with the better sides like Hull, um, like Portsmouth, that do play on that on the floor high tempo football, then we might actually give them a good game. Um, but yeah, don't quote me on that because three no loss incoming. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I can remember the the. I think when we played you at your ground, I think we won two 0 But the first half we were very bad, and and you that did was, really put us to the uh, sword. That game, we, we actually so, went one up that game. Yeah, it was the three one when we had oh, when McCann made three subs and all three subs yeah, scored. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was, was very it that? very good tactical decision there. We were we were awful in the first half of so that, that game. Was, Bristol by yeah, far the better side. And that was under Ben Garner. So you got to wonder if, you know, same players under Joe Barton, we might give you a good game. But we could have gone 2-0 up that game, which is frustrating because same Westbrook had a chance and he just rolled it at the keeper. I don't know if you remember. If he smashes that, that's 2-0 and that's a very different yeah. game. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we do under Joey with the same side if we manage to score against you under, under Garner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of Barton, to be fair... Um, are you a fan? I am, yeah. I'm a big fan. He's on my phone. 
I have gone a full 360. I'm literally, I, I was on the fence when he was first mentioned, to be honest. You know, obviously he's got a bit of a reputation. He's got a colourful past. Um, he's got a short fuse. But when I look at Ben Garner and Paul Tisdale, I think Joey Barton is such a different character to them. And we need someone that is going to stick a rocket up these players and get them fighting and playing for the shirt. Um, and when you look at Joey Barton, he fits that bill perfectly. The way that he's been playing is so much better. I know it's only been three games, but what a difference. Um, and he's, he's installing sort of belief in these players. Um, you could tell that they're starting to play with confidence, which is... Um, and to be honest, there's a lot of people in our fan base who are so anti-Barton, said they're not going to renew their season tickets, they're not going to go to a game whilst he's in charge. Um but for me, as long as he keeps it, as long as he keeps us up, he's done his job, and that's all I care about. Yeah, they will do if he gets the results. He's got to score some goals. Why is why is there such an anti thing about Barton? Then is he just just literally because of the guy he is, or is there history with it's, uh, him it, as it's a manager? His reputation. Or? It's, uh, obviously, he's he's been in jail twice. <laughs> he's currently in jail, right. um, so he could go to jail in June. So I hope there's something in the contract <laughs> to, to sort that out if, if he does. Um, but I think yeah. a lot of people see Bristol Rovers as a family club. Um, why? I don't really know. But a lot of people have this hope that we're this you know, family club with a good reputation and they feel like bringing in a a, a felon, <laughs> so to speak, would uh, tarnish our reputation. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, yeah, a convict. Um, so they're, yeah, that, that's why basically. And I think they're just worried that he's going to go to prison and we're going to be the talk of the town um, nationwide. That's, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I think because we, we, we've had some, um, we've had a bit of beef with him this season, haven't we? Well, yeah, I'm actually a little worried about playing against the Barton side again because when we played, when we played against Barton sides this season, we have struggled. I mean, the first time yeah. we got smashed 4 1 by Fleetwood. Um, and that was Barton at that peak Barton type football. Aggressive, pressed high, got in our faces. Yeah, didn't give us time on the no. ball. And absolutely walloped us. Um, so if he instills that that kind yeah, of energy I mean, and it drive yeah. in the Bristol Rovers team, then so like whether he's had the chance to properly case what he can do is. No, um, it's still early days, and the game the games are obviously coming thick and fast. So whether he's had that time, um, I don't know. Um, but there definitely has been improvement, and aggression is is what I'm seeing. Like some of these players, the aggression I'm seeing, like blood on the face from some of them, and pushes for like yeah. And Upson was like pushing someone in midfield. I thought, Christ, where that comes from? I've never seen that before. But yeah, he's he's definitely getting them <laughs> fighting. Um, there's definitely so far so I'm excited to see what else he can do over these next few weeks cause for optimism then I suppose yeah. who would you say is your uh, biggest threat to us then <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't think we're really much of a threat to be honest but um, <laughs> tell you what Sam Nicholson on his day um, is a very good player. I find he plays better on Saturdays than he does on Tuesdays for some weird reason. Um, but he has the ability to run through the defence and just score a goal anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I would say Nicholson. Um, Brandon Hallen is our top scorer. Um, he's not been on form lately, but he did score on Saturday. And 
Joey Barton is very excited about him as a player. He thinks he could be a 20 to 25 goal a season striker, which is interesting. But if Joey sees that, then I fully believe him. So if Joey can like work on Brandon and his confidence, then he's definitely one to watch as well. Um, and Luke Leahy as well in um, defence. He's... Uh, well he's more of a left wing back and he covers so much ground but he's also he's a penalty taker um and he yeah he's got a good he's got a good strike on him so he's definitely one to watch as well ah so I, I was interested yeah because i've got the um top scorer stats up here and obviously hanlon's got eight goals two assists and lee he's got seven goals four assists so i raised a bit of an eyebrow then when you said he's yeah. a defender i thought that was quite that's quite impressive <laughs> yeah, second penalties. top goal scorer <laughs> 11 goal contributions as well so yeah if if he's a uh, down the line kind of wing back then uh, I think then an effective player in that position is always a danger to any side because it's a nightmare to mark overlaps and when you get overloads on one side it's very we can be very questionable at the oh back. gosh <laughs> like because we have we, we like to we like to push our fullbacks on as well so if, if you do sit back well and, and, and manage to sort of counter us and get in that space then then wings can be a bit of a, a problem for us. I think we found that a few times at home is we get hit through, you know, overloads on one we've, side and they get the ball on the We've bottom. looked very shaky on set oh, pieces same. as well. See the 34 from set yeah. pieces. Yeah. Oh, we've scored the most set, oh, we've scored the most set pieces <laughs> this season. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's a positive for us. We've got George Honeyman and Callum Elder who can put in a mean free kick or corner. Um, Honeyman, yeah, especially we're... this season, has been on another level. Um, I think he... Is is just everything goes through him at the moment. Assists, the way he plays the game, he's added some goals to his game, and it's weird because last season he was a headless chicken, and no one wanted him near the near the starting eleven. But this season he's our best player by far, and yeah, so that's a nice thing to know that you're, really, you're weak from set pieces too. It's our Achilles heel. Be a... It's terrible. Maybe maybe Jacob Greaves will finally, <laughs> finally get his goal. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a young centre half, Jacob Greaves, who's just had sitter after sitter, headed headed chance from set pieces, and we thought he'd got his first goal, um, but he got chalked out, didn't it? I think did McGinnis? He got given to McGinnis. Yeah, so he missed out on that, unfortunately. (laughs) But (laughs) so yeah, so we're both bad at set pieces, so that's Mm. that could lead to a nice little goal score fest (laughs) because we don't get many goals with the K Um. So, yeah, uh, do you have a favourite player? By far, he's my player of the season. Um, he's just been absolutely brilliant. He really was a. We got him from Warsaw, and his nickname at Warsaw was Luke Leakey. So, I didn't have any optimism about him when we. Um, actually, he's been so solid uh, at left back, but then also running down the wings and scoring penalties and just covering so much ground. And like you said, he's had so much contributions to a lot, a lot of goals. Um, yeah, he's just been outstanding. Um, so for me, he's uh, yeah my player of the season. I think. I mean, um, I think modern day fullback slash wingbacks are. Can sometimes mm. be a bit questionable defensively. Anyway, the 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 modern day fullback is expected to, you know, you look at the likes of Liverpool and Trent Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson. That's the new mould, isn't it? That's what every manager wants. Like, defend defense has gone out the window. I think in the last couple of seasons, all the goals that have raining in yeah. in every game, it's gone a bit mad. So maybe he suits Bristol style a bit more than yeah, he did previously. Exactly. Lost his leaky nickname. Attacking <laughs> winger these days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got another question for her, Will? Um, 
Yeah, uh, I know. Is it McCormack who's yeah. suspended for a red card? Um, is he going to be quite? A, is he going to? Are you going to miss him quite a bit? I mean, I th- he's someone that we can work around. Um, like he is, he, he has been brilliant. Right, yeah. um, don't get me wrong, but we do have like for like players. So I would say McCormick, Nicholson, and Ostumer are quite similar. Um, so. I think we will be okay without him. Um, we he didn't start for the Peterborough away game, and we played brilliantly. Um, so I, yeah, I'm oh, not overly fussed. Yeah. I mean, his red card. I don't know if you saw it. I did post it on Twitter. Um, it was it, it was it sparked a lot of debate. Yeah, um, it was very cruel, but it, it was so daft from him. And he's only young. He's on loan from Chelsea. Um, so we, we're developing him as a player and he's going to make these mistakes to learn from. So, um, I, yeah, I think we will be OK without him. Um, he's not dependent. Um, but, yeah, he's that's not to say he's not a good player because he absolutely is. Um, and I would love to sign him permanently at the end of the season. But yep. we fortunately have like for like players that are very similar to him that can step in. Yeah, that's good. That's another place where we've struggled, isn't it? Well, if we if we miss um, any 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 player in a key position, then oh. our game starts. If Honeyman if Honeyman's out. gone, we're completely knackered. Honeyman Jones Doherty. or any of the central strikers, yeah, Doherty as well. I mean, we try and play. You'll have probably seen some ironic four three three FC um, mm. references from City fans on Twitter anywhere if you've got any on your following list, but it, it, we've got this apparent new identity since McCann's come in where we play 4-3-3 all the time. And that's our plan A. So if, if plan A doesn't work, then Fuck nothing it. will ever work because we don't have a plan B. We, we, we'll, play, we'll play that way to the beginning and, and, and that's final. So if we miss, we, we like to have Alfie Jones or, or Richie Smallwood sitting in, in front of the back four, then... He gives the full-backs the licence to bomb on. And then we've got the likes of mm. KLP and Wilkes on the wings who are very dangerous to the more physical presence of Josh McGuinness up top who will hold the ball up and give, bring them into it. So if we miss Jones, McGuinness, it just all goes out the window. We, we signed Dan Crowley on loan from uh, Birmingham who's a very, very good footballer. He just doesn't fit into the side anywhere. We've got no position for him. Yeah, <laughs> we tried to start him in games, and it just doesn't work. He he, he, has he to needs be to be like... playing like behind the striker. It's not a four-three-three player. Yeah, mm. I mean he's similar to. Um, I like that Ostuma that that Bristol have got. I, like, I rated him when he was at, was he at Charlton yeah. before. He was. I thought he looked a very tidy player when he was at Charlton. <laughs> I mean, we beat him. I think it was six one at the time, but he was he was one of their better players. Grace Heady days, yeah, well, he's very creative. He's a, he's yeah, a yeah. sort of one Back of the, the players of the... I was thinking of when I said about stepping in for McCormick. Um, but whether he's going to be fit or not, because he wasn't on the bench actually on Tuesday, so I don't know if he's injured. Um, but if he's if he's all right, then I could see him starting to slot in instead of McCormick. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> um. So we'll 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 get some some views on from yourself on us from an outside perspective because it's always interesting to hear what what other people have said to us. Like Rochdale fan uh, on my last episode was saying that he tweeted me and said that our entire team is seen as a threat. Um, can't understand why we're in this league. We're going to get promoted, etc. When it's bizarre because within our fan base, we're 
we're all thinking we're going to finish outside the top six. So, um, is there a player on our team that you've seen that? Yeah, interestingly, I do follow a lot of Hull fans, and there's always the same names that crop up every time. Um, So, Wilkes, that's right, Malik Wilkes, someone getting that right? Um, Mm. And Honeyman, yeah, um, are the two that that I'm worried about the most. Um, I think for Joey's point of view, he's going to be looking to close Honeyman down, um, make sure he doesn't get space um, because, yeah, for, from, what I've, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, he, he's one of your key players and you've mentioned him on this podcast too. Um, and, and yeah, like I think uh, yeah. your manager with his tactical substitutions in, in the game at home for us, um, like I just think that was such a smart move. And as it proved, um, you were one nil down and then brought back to three one with your three subs. So um, you've obviously got a very intelligent manager that will, that isn't, that isn't, no, do you not think? <laughs> that, that I, what I would say is that that free oh. one might have been the exception to the <laughs> exactly, rule. That's all I've seen, but uh, yeah, well, with, with our yeah. manager, um, they've been too stubborn to make a change. Whereas I like the fact that your manager was like, "No, right, this has got to change," and then it worked. Yeah, well, he got, he got it spot on in that game against yourselves. But there have been times this season where he's just just been tactically just non-existent yeah. it's like he's not been there um yeah i mean there's, there has been a few few occasions in matches where he's he has identified a problem mm. changed it but it doesn't happen enough um realistically we look at this squad and the starting 11 definitely i think is top two worthy um and the fact that we're making such a meal of it we played more than any other side in this league and Yes, we sit in a third place, but when the dust settles and all the other teams around us have played like their four or three games in hand, we could be wow. as low as seventh. I think we can go now, seventh or eighth. So it's, it's, I don't know. He, he's not, he, he just seems tactically naive at some point. Um, he, he, I know he's only a young manager and I, I don't, we don't know if the, man, the owners have told him that he has to play this specific way because he doesn't seem to be changing from it. It worked when we had the likes of Jared Bowen and Kamil Grisicki, and that was probably that the only was the reason we played, we played that formation it. to incorporate them. Definitely, yeah. So when they left, there was absolutely no reason for us to continue, and and we have done. Uh, and he saw, he oversaw. Was it six points from sixty? Will am I remembering that right? Yeah, last season? I think it January was six on. from sixty. Yeah. So from we were three points outside top six beginning of January. We beat Sheffield Wednesday, New Year's Day, or second of January, one of them two, and we went either level on points or three points behind the top six in the championship. Wow. We finished 24th. <laughs> wow. How is he, how is he so, in a job? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot, there, there is, a, there is a lot of, you know, sort of leftover hatred from last season. It's, it, he's got this, he's in, a, in anything but the title. And I think even promotion wouldn't, wouldn't win some fans over to him at the moment because we're just the way we capitulated last season, even with like, you know, the Wigan lost 8 0. Um, yeah, we slightly avenged that this season. Yeah, but, I remember you know, that. Not I remember that really well. So yeah, it's not yeah. as, as, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. I asked for a refund, I didn't get it. Um, but is if we're playing the same way we are last season, and then we started this season so well, it's come up to December and similar problems started to appear. Yes, he won January Man of the Month. We've got no idea. Yeah, I don't get how he did. Because two other managers had better records than him. Yeah, 
Um, I think it's due to our defensive record. I think we had four clean sheets, Might didn't we, throughout that yeah. month, out of five games? So, <laughs> I, 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 how do they pick manager of the month? We don't. I think it was the 4 0 over Portsmouth in January. It was. That'll be why. Yes. Mm. But, you know, it's, he'll learn. I think he'll probably come out of this, this our experience whenever he whether he's with us in a couple of years' time is, is there to see. But I think if he does leave mm-hmm. us at some point, he'll be he'll probably have a lot of character building um, to do because I think he's harmed his reputation a bit here. But it's interesting to see that you, that you, you yeah, think he's yeah. tactically... Ba- based um, on one game, though. <laughs> turned yeah, on, d- I think. Um, oh, so yeah, you know. To be fair, the game, that game, he was right. <laughs> he actually got it right in that game. Yeah, one of the very well, rare occasions he again that he has done. <laughs> Um. Well, well, yeah. Like I said, we're very poor at home, so I wouldn't. Um, Interesting. I, I wouldn't bet on okay. us blowing you away or anything. Do you I, think we'll honestly, go up? I think it's it's so funny, like hearing it from your guys' perspective, because I look at Hull and I just think you're you're giants. You're huge. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they, they won't be here long. Like I've already <laughs> said that there's a girl. Mm. Um, you must know her. She's a a whole fan Bobby I follow her on on Twitter and we were gonna meet for drinks and stuff and I was like well this opportunity's gone because you're gonna go straight back up like I've had it in my mind as soon as you went down that you're gonna go straight back up change to be honest um I think Peterborough will win the title but I think you'll get yeah I do as well you'll get second or if you get playoffs I think you'll win the playoffs um yeah you're just you're just too big for this league like leave this league to us little clubs please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Sunderland yeah, and Ipswich yeah. would say the same they're thing they're too big for this league yeah it's one of these leagues I think that... <laughs> no, I was going to say there's, there's always giants in the no, league um, it's really frustrating <laughs> and that's why at the start of the season even though I was optimistic I still said 10th um, even though I thought like in my mind oh we can actually you know go on and get some here but I said 10th because there's always big clubs like yourselves I mean... Ipswich Sunderland um, Barnsley are always up and down. Rotherham are always up and down. It's always the, the giants that you just lose out to. So, <laughs> I mean, you actually predicted us to finish higher than I predicted us to finish. I, I thought we'd, I yeah, thought we'd finish twelfth this season. Pre-season, well, I thought we was in for a relegation scrap. I just thought with him staying as manager wow, after last season, I, I thought the mentality. No, I, 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 been as soon as you went down, I thought you were gonna, you were gonna go straight back up. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's one of these situations in it where I think it, League One's the kind of league where if you don't bounce up at the first time of asking, then you've got a few issues. Because I, I mean, I don't think we'll hold on to many of our players after this season if we stay down. I think the likes of Honeyman would move on. I think we'll probably be do well to hold on to Lewis Parr. I know he signed a new deal, but that that can. Literally, just be seen by our making more money, you know, boosting his price, etc. Yeah, so I think if we don't go up this year, I think we've got some issues, and I think that's why a lot of our fan base at the moment are a bit worried by obviously, especially recent form. Uh, we have a Jekyll or Hyde, it's like we beat Wigan 5 0 first half against Doncaster with 3 1 up, and then we end up drawing 3 3 and then lose 1 0 up to Ipswich mm-hmm. without a shot on target. So it's, it's who's turning up this week? Yeah. Are we winning 5 0 or are we losing 5 0? We don't know. It's <laughs> It's, we're just a, consistently inconsistent, I think someone said on Twitter, and it perfectly sums us up. Um, if, if, 
I mean, I, I didn't wrote this question down, but I feel like this one would be a fun. What's your earliest memory of being a Bristol uh, Rovers? My first game what was, was first game 2007, um, where a bit of a glory supported me because I turned up to the JPT final against Doncaster. <laughs> But um, yeah, I was I was only twelve, and from then I, I was hooked. Oh, right. Even though we lost, it was the atmosphere, um, everything. And then yeah, then we went on to Wembley, and then we got promotion. So that was obviously more reason for me to be hooked. Uh, and then we had a, an amazing cup run the year after, actually. Um, but I tell you what, for, from a young Rovers fan's perspective, I I really liked Hull um, because of a certain Mister Dean. Windows. I wonder why. <laughs> And that was two. Was that two thousand and eight? Yeah, um, I, I remember was, watching yeah. that on telly, and my dad and brothers are actually Bristol City fans. Um, so that was as a young gas said, yeah, really enjoyed that one from uh, Dean Windust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd ask because my um, I remember briefly playing Bristol Rovers when we um, first started our incline in in football league. We spent 19 years in League yeah. 2, didn't we, Will? And then the Taylor Revolution started. And I, the, the last memory I ever played in Bristol was, um, I think, did we play in the final game of our promotion season? We won 3 Might have been. I can't remember. It's so long ago. I can't remember. Oh, God, yeah, it is long. But I'm pretty sure I remember that game because <laughs> even the Bristol Rovers fans were joining in with the partying and I just thought it was class. Like, Love it. They, I, I've they, never, they were losing 3-0 no, and they were I, there fighting with us. It was mad. I've never played so. Hull in my life you know, supporting Rovers, which is why I'm gutted if you go up, then I won't be able to do do the ground. So I would love to go. Yeah, well, recent, <laughs> recent, recent form might suggest if you, you could. We'll, if we'll you could stay down, just for me to Bristol stick Rovers again next season. Um <laughs> Not, not. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of city fans. I'd like to. I, it, yeah, we. We're I would kind of like to be, because I was really look. I would have looked forward to Plough Lane yeah. the other week, going to Wimbledon, because it was it was bright sunshine yeah. as well. It would have been a perfect day. They, they, might, go they might go down there. They might go down Wimbledon. So if you do stay down and they go what down, cool then, away, man. There's, your, there's your drinks glass. The one thing you're clinging onto and it's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the direct rivals with you down there, aren't they? I suppose. On, Who would you rather stay at Will Rovers or Wimbledon? <laughs> Rovers, obviously. I can't. I can't. I can't see. You, you can't throw that at me. Bristol is a wonderful night out. You'll love it. <laughs> I absolutely can. I like Bristol. I've been a few, it's a great place. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't like Bristol. I got to. I've been to Bristol well, City away well, a few well, times. And we always lose, so I'm, I'm sick of Bristol. Place, so. North <laughs> Bristol, North Bristol's better. <laughs> yeah, You'll true. But I, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> no doubt. Um. So that's everything from me. Well, have you got anything know, more to add? A oh, score prediction, God. maybe. I hate what do you think, has? I always want to. I always want to yep. be optimistic, but I've got to go with my head. Um. <laughs> I'm going to say two 0 Hull. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Because well, we're at home, that would be massive. I think we're going to draw. That would be massive. Yeah, I- I'm going to go for one all draw. But saying that, I'm usually wrong at predictions. I will be honest. It's yeah, the first. Still, that right? might be the first time well, I've got, got a prediction right ever in my life. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to say a 1-0 win. I think it's going to be very... I think Rovers will push us close in like the first half in one of them typical City first halves where we're very slow and it's all doom and gloom. <laughs> and then the second wow. half, we'll, you are, you we'll, are very we'll jam modest. a goal from somewhere and hopefully win. Um, we are, well, at home, home honestly, you haven't seen us. If you, if you watch what that game say, tomorrow, you'll, you'll be bored. Is, um, I, I guarantee he, you. I yeah. Know, yeah. Our main keeper is going to be um, back. He was, he was injured. He, he made a brave save on Saturday against Shrewsbury to stop them equalising and then was injured off the back of that. So he was out on Tuesday. So whether he'll be back, we may have our subkeeper, which, bless him, he's young. He's not full of confidence. Um He's a bit. He's just a bit shaky. So uh, yeah, hopefully he's our, our main keeper's back. But you might get lucky with us having our young subkeeper stepping in. He's really tall though, really tall. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I bet he's not looking forward to facing Wilkes in his current form. Because <laughs> Wilkes was a frustrating figure when he at the beginning of the season. He was one of them who. Um, had undoubted ability and quality, but his f- decisions in the final third and his and his You'll see, what, desire what you to mean hold on he's, to the he's ball a greedy bastard. Desire. Yes, you don't I was have just to. trying to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to. I know I don't have to, but I'm trying to be. I'm new me. Remember Epiphany in the last episode. Um, but lately, since that Wigan hat trick, something's switched on in him, and he's he's. Bar- barring that, did you see the shot against Wimbledon, Will, that practically went out of the south? Camp? I think that's the worst shot. I've ever seen. Was that him? We could do more of that on Saturday. It was, it was Wilkes, yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, well, I'd expect he, a I few of he, them. I think he fair. thought he, he was playing American center. football. <laughs> it was poor. We, we don't tend to get many shots on target, especially at home, so I would imagine there'll be a few of them. Um, just, put, do, just honestly, just put, tell, if he, if message back and tell throw some bodies behind the, the ball. We'll to get a draw because <laughs> that, a draw for us it will be huge. A draw away to someone who's, who's chasing promotion. So um, I do wonder if if we'll see less of the left and right wing backs and a bit of more of a defensive approach. I don't know. Well, because he's done us over already mm, yeah. this season, he has an idea of how we play. Um, so I think he has got he'll have a couple yeah, of plans he does a lot of research that's, that's one thing I will say is he does a lot of research into opposition he, teams. he knows the, the players and the individuals very well um, which is great because our last two managers just didn't didn't even know our own players names for about three weeks Paul Tisdale when, when he first came in someone asked him oh, um, <laughs> are there any players that are injured that you'd like to see back soon he, he goes oh I've only been here three weeks I, I can't even think who's injured <laughs> I was like I was like brilliant <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Imagine if that was McCann. Oh my! I'd imagine if we'd have heard that. that mad. You didn't even know. <laughs> Can't believe you don't say that. He's only been a few weeks, and Joe Barton comes in. He's been in a day. He's naming all the players like off off his head, just like not even written down. Just like reeling off all these names and what they can do and what position they're in. So much better than than Paul Tisdale. So much better. To be fair, I think that probably shows that Barton sat down with a lot of the players and got to know them individually and probably asked them what they want from the team, where they want to be I think Tisdale just wanted a job. Your last Tisdale manager was more or less just and Barton, like, wanted to ask yeah. him. Yeah, no, what you're doing. Like, he, he, he wants to go. Obviously, he wants the job, but I think he actually 
cares about doing something about keeping this club up and he's got a passion for the game as obviously you know Joe Barton's a very passionate footballer <laughs> like you know we, we all know what he was like um but I think he genuinely has a love of the game um and yeah. he's yeah the, the effort he's put in I think he did all the research before he was even appointed to be honest because um he came in day one and he knew so much about the players and the team and the squad. And it was, it was incredible really. And I think that's probably what swayed the board's decision to, to hire him because he's, he, I bet he was on the phone. Like I know this much, I've done this much research and yeah, fair play to him. He, he puts the effort sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's got all of your squad. Out <laughs> of um, Saturday. Yeah. Well, I think he will do. Everyone's saying that. Yeah, I think you'll stay at Wolverhampton in charge. To be fair, I think you, you want that kind of leader, don't you? In when you're down there in a dogfight, and I think he's probably got um, a bit of a aim on reputation building. Yeah. After I think he was probably good about getting sacked. I, I think the fleet would. It wasn't was for footballing reasons. Fair. It seemed like it was to do with the whole not? having a bust uh... up with Chad Evans. <laughs> Because Chet, um, Chet Evans was like, they got uh, rid yeah, of him I around the wonder, same time. Like, I read somewhere that it, he wasn't actually sacked and it was his decision. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't actually looked that much into it. I probably should, but. Um... I think most clubs release that it's always mutual yeah. now. Do they? They you were don't really see sacks. Well, sacking that often. Um, I, I think don't need disrespect to Fleetwood, but he prob- did so well for them. I'd be surprised if yeah. it was yeah for footballing reasons, like Will said. I don't think it. I don't think it would have been. It wasn't. I'm, I'm certain that's why he was got because it was right yeah. after that all happened. So I'm pretty yeah. certain because, like you, they, they were tenth. They were on the edge of the playoffs when we when we. we yeah, yeah, the sixth yeah. the since then. Hey, we can find some common They're ground. Only <laughs> ten points ahead of Rovers. Are they BOS four one two? Yeah, four one brothers. <laughs> um. Uh, so be- before we finish yeah, this one, then I think um, we'll give a shout out to what you do because I've read your um, step on the uh, step on the gas blog, and I thought, yeah, yeah it's. Um, I mean, I'd, I've I've had a crack at a blog before, and I just I don't have the patience for them, but I'd love to do it. Like I always, <laughs> like I read yours, and I thought, oh, okay. you see, this is what happens when you put time and effort into it. Whereas, <laughs> whereas I tried mine, but I just. I don't know how to work things like WordPress and that, so uh, I sort of gave I, up quite quickly. But no, um, I I yeah, like um, when did you first start I, doing that? I do like to write my thoughts down on Twitter quite a lot, um, but there's never enough characters to say everything I want to say. So I thought, why don't I just put? It's more, and it, it's not a very technical blog. It's more yeah. my personal experiences, um, and I always find that whenever I write these tweets, that there's always people that can relate to what I'm saying as football fans. Um, no matter what club they support, they they get it. So I thought, do you know what? If I write down my experiences as a football fan and as a female football fan, because you don't see that very often, um, obviously when away days and that are back, then it'd be it'd be a bit more interesting, and I got more stuff to write about. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just felt that I I can relate, yeah. and then I'd like to sort of when people can relate to what I'm saying too. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of just the life of a football fan really and, and League One life and what it's like and being a gas head and yeah, just, and they've, they've actually gone down really, really well. Much better than I thought. I thought I'd get two readers, my mum and my nan or something, but actually, uh, yeah, people seem to enjoy them. So yeah. happy days. <laughs> yeah, no, it, looks, it, it was all right. I'll send you a link. Yeah, I'll still give it a ring. You'll enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, um, and do you, 
Do you also? Um, uh, no, I, I actually cast, run it with uh, five other guest heads. You were guest on there, or yeah, quite busy actually with blogging and podcasting. Um, but yeah, so uh, I also yeah run Gascast podcast, yeah. um, which is a Bristol Rovers fan podcast, much like this one, um, where we discuss um, the games that have gone by, and we have guests from opposition teams and um, scout reports, and sometimes we'll have player interviews and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, we'd appreciate a follow, Gas Cast Podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, my blog is steponthegas.org for anyone that may be interested yeah. in a Bristol Rovers fans point of view. Hi. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Oh, we'll, add, we'll add these, uh, we'll add your Twitter handle on. We'll, we'll put links through to everything as well on the tweet on the release. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, we'll build yeah, everybody sure. up. I think that's a, a nice society <laughs> that we live in. Especially in these kind of times. Um, but, but thanks for Absolutely. joining us. I've enjoyed this one of you. Well. Guess on. Uh, definitely. And I hope that. <laughs> thanks so uh, much, guys. Thank you for having up. me on. I really enjoyed Obviously it. Obviously, after yeah, Saturday, um, good luck. I, good luck um, to you too. But also, would be too gutted if you <laughs> yeah. go up because I want to go to your stadium next season. So <laughs> up the gas. <laughs> Right, uh, welcome back to the second part of this episode. Um, nice little preview of the upcoming Rovers game with Kaz in that one. Um, so that just leaves us now, Will. Um, we've got the Rochdale game to talk about. It's Rochdale, not Wimbledon. <laughs> I keep saying Wimbledon, by the way, um, pre, pre-episode, so I'm just stoking myself for Rochdale. Point me out if I say it wrong, Will. <laughs> but um, give us your thoughts on the game, Will. How did we go? Good result. Fucking boring match, though. Well, it's just another home game, isn't it? Oh, it was just... It's funny, because the result, I think, is very... It, it's both the correct result, we deserve to win, but at the same time, watching it, it felt like we didn't really create out that would let us win, if you know what I mean. There was very yeah. little, actually, in the game. Apart from Wilkes' nice moment of magic, which I will be honest, I thought the keeper maybe could have done a bit better on. Yeah. And obviously an own goal, another one. Um, apart from those two chances, there wasn't a massive amount for City. No. It's one of them, isn't it, where... There were the dominance, but they just never really went up a gear. They just sort of stayed in neutral pretty much the entire match. Yeah, Rochdale did not try and win. No, was- um, they they came set up in a well. I wouldn't say it was even negative because they didn't really. No, they played actually. I thought they looked like a decent passing side. But they just they never went forward with it that much. They, 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 they sort of just they lingered with the ball. I mean, McCann. I listened to his post match interview and he said that what Rochdale try and make you do is they they play it around the back and the midfield. Try to make you make a mistake. Yeah, they try and force you and your players to commit to, to pressing into, you know, compromising positions and then using that space behind to exploit, which we obviously didn't fall for. Um, but 
I I would imagine their manager would have changed it up when he realised. I thought when we went one nil up, I thought the game would open up. I thought Rochdale would have to come at us, and they really didn't. Yeah, I thought the second half was going to be a lot more open, and it was even worse. <laughs> it, it seemed like they were more content on just well, I don't know, yeah. not not even um, damage limitation. It was just it's, it's even hard to describe because what was it? I, just, I don't know. It was just. It was such a, a poor to. It, I just. It was such a poor to watch match. Like, nothing really happened. Yeah, it was drab. I, just, I mean, obviously we won, so that's a good thing. No, it's, it's, don't want to sound horrendously negative because it was a great <laughs> result, considering how our home record as well. And uh, it was just, it was just not fun to watch. I think it's the best way to put it. But we got the result. We did, and we got to see Paul McShane. That was the yeah. best thing about it. <laughs> I thought he had a good game as well, to be fair. He was playing in the middle of a sort of three at the back, wasn't he? I think when they had the ball, they, they pushed the full-backs on and the midfielder drops deep and like three at the back. And... I mean, when, when, we, when we got the second, I was like, yes, now Paul can score a consolation goal with the last kick of the game and it won't matter. <laughs> I actually thought that the own goal was scored by Maka. I'm not going to lie. I um, celebrated a bit. I thought it was him that knocked it in before I realised on the replay that it wasn't him. <laughs> I didn't think for once that it, uh, at any time that it was an Eves goal, by the way. I don't know why he's, or how he's claiming that. Yeah, to be fair, he didn't do what... I, watching it again earlier, he, he starts claiming it and I think he realises it's not going to happen. So he's talking to the Jewish goals panel, hasn't he, apparently? Oh, t- He's trying Don't to do this. Um, but the fact that Eves looks back, I thought it, Tom Eves' performance will. Yeah, let's get on to that. How do you think he played when he came on? Because well, I thought he was all right. He was nice to see him back after so long out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Eves is a very frustrating figure, I think, for, for a lot of us at the moment. But I thought when he came <laughs> When he came on, obviously it's a, it was a null game because we would we'd more or less, you know, even at 1-0, it, it, the result looked inevitable because it just, Rochdale went trying to score. So, But when he came on, I, just, I did think that energy-wise, he, he tends to, to do a bit more running and pressing than McGuinness does. I think McGuinness offers more of a solid platform for the wingers to build off. But when Eves came on, like, I think there was a point where he chased it down all the way up to the corner flag and managed to sort of get on the end of quite a loose pass. And I thought that was quite impressive for a guy of his size. But I think it's just showing his his character as a, as a player to receive the kind of, a, you know, criticism that he has. That he's still yeah. going out there and he's, you know, trying to bust a gut and do what he can to, to stake a claim in the team, which I think is quite a good thing. I mean, obviously, he didn't have a long time in the game to really make any sort of effects that we can properly evaluate. But he had a part in the second goal. Wasn't him that scored it, but you know he's he's forced that issue with the. Yeah, with he's, that doesn't go in if he's not there. Yeah, I mean Coyle's obviously seen he's in there. He's gone for the near post to try and sort of poke it home. Made some sort of contact that's that's erred it onto the defender and in. Um, but like you said, you know it's it's a goal that his near post run really has created, and I think Eves is, might be quite a big player for us if he can you know find some sort of confidence and get into a position where, I mean, even just one goal off the bench or something, I think would, would sort of ignite him. I know we've said that before and he scored three this season and it tends to not happen, but I, I just feel like I'd rather have Eves come on off the bench than 
do what we usually do when you know a player like Wilkes or KLP through the middle because I just don't feel like they're effective there whatsoever. Um, so we'll 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 go on to um, do you have who was your standout performer? Who was your man of the match? Hmm, that's a tough one because like it wasn't a game where anyone really stood out. Um, it was kind of solid. I'll, I'll probably go for. It's it's probably a mix up between Coyle and Greaves. Um, I thought Gre- Greaves looked nice and solid all game. Obviously, played that massive, that great long pass to Wilkes, which actually was the assist for the first goal. Yeah. Um, and I thought he had a good solid game. Like I said, no one really stood out, but I thought him had and like Coyle as well. I thought they both had a good game. Obviously, Wilkes got like a really good goal. And looked threatening at times. Uh, he, he had some threatening moments, but like I say, it wasn't a massive. It was a solid game. No one had a great game. No one had a poor game. Um, the only one I would say had a like the only one I would put above the rest is probably Greaves. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't find any reason to disagree with that. I, I, I said that Greaves and Coyle were my standout performers. I thought Wilkes's goal was a bit of individual brilliance. I think the way that he. It was a great run, yeah. Yeah, the way that he stepped inside both of them players and sort of made them look a bit silly and then really hit it with some force into that bottom corner. Yes, the keeper probably should have patted that out for a corner, but, you know, it probably caught him off guard uh, more than anything because I didn't... Well, to be fair, I did see him shaping up to shoot, but it's one of them, in it, where you, you think, ah, he's just going to fake it again. Because I think once you've, you know, fake-shotted two players, it, you begin to second-guess yourself, don't you? And he's, he's that kind of player. He, he makes goalkeepers and defenders double-guess themselves and, and, and try and predict what he's going to do. True. He's a maverick, isn't he? But, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Coyle. And I'm and I'm happy that I'm giving it to Coyle because I've been a quite a voice vociferous advocate of... Um, getting Emmanuel. red? You are. Of getting red. <laughs> um, I, I like Emmanuel, I really do. And I think that... The elder Emmanuel sort of double-edged sword that we had at the beginning half of the season was was probably the main reason we did so well. And I think that Coyle isn't as effective going forward, but he proved me wrong um, this game. And I, I've never been so so happy to be proven wrong. Um, I like it when it benefits the side because I, he, he did look like he's getting a bit more of a partnership with Wilkes down that side. He, he's, got a, he's got a bit of a tendency to have a poor first touch. But I think you can forgive him when he's a more of a defensive fullback. But he did, he attacked well, he linked up well, and he was always asking them questions. And like I said, that cross for the second goal was a very, very dangerous cross. You know, it resulted in an own goal. It's one of them crosses that defenders hate to defend. They've got to face their own goal, and that's always a problem. Because um, if you make any sort of contact, it's going in, a, it's going in, or it's going out yeah. for a corner. You know what I mean? It's. They're the kind of crosses you want to see. So I was quite happy that Coyle was both solid and both dangerous going forward because I do think that that ability to be able to go down both sides effectively is key to our system and the way we work. So, yeah, I had to give it to Coyle. Um, and with a special mention to Greavesy, I thought he has games where he's, he's, he's okay, Greaves, and then he has games where he's very good. I don't think I've seen him fall below decent. Do you know what I mean? He's a very consistent defender, which is very good for his age. 
I think he's yeah. probably had more consistent performances than Reese Burke. Yeah, that's probably yeah. I would say I would say he's been almost consistent centre back all season, easily. Um, another question I wanted to ask you, Will KLP is he going to score again this season? I would like to hope so, <laughs> because I thought um, in that game he. There was a question asked, I think someone asked on Twitter, where do you play KLP? Do you play him you know, on the left, on the right? Do you play him through the middle? Where would you play him? See, I think he's all right out wide when like McGinnis or Eves are playing. But I don't get when they're not playing why he's not being given a chance in the middle. I, I don't, see, I don't know, though, because even still, I think when I've seen him play through the middle, he's not. to me, he seems like if he's going to play as a striker... He cannot do a lone striker because he doesn't have that physical ability. No, I think he would need to play as part of a front two. I think he's probably as ideal if you're going to play him as a striker. He'd be that getting behind striker to play alongside a McGuinness slash Eves style striker. Yeah. But in the current 4-3-3 world that we live in... um, I think it's the best place we can put him. Yeah, is in from the left. Because I do think he's quite... You know, obviously he's not... Going to have the assist levels that Grisicki had, but we've got two similar wingers in the sense of we've got two inside forwards essentially. It's the way we're trying to play into it. We're trying to get the ball out wide into the the tricky feet of them two, and well, then yeah. let them come in and score. Of the front three, McGinnis I think has the most assists of those front three. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's got four. Yeah, he Wilkes has got two. Which I think is quite uh, unexpected from. Uh, no, I think that's very yeah. much expected. <laughs> well, no, I, well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm saying it's expected in terms of how low it is. Uh, unexpected. Wait, what, what did I say? Did I say expected first? You said unexpected. Cut this drill. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Um, I've had a long day, Will, mate. I've had a long day. But um, he's. I think for Wilkes to take his game to the next level, he does need to... That The assist part is what he needs to be adding, I think. Yeah. Because he's... What is he on? 19 goals now? Which... 18, I think. 16 in the league. Either either, he's, he's, he's probably going to finish above 20. Which, I'll be surprised if he didn't at this point. Which is, Do you know when the last season was? We had a striker over 20. B. Hernandez were... In um, Bruce's last Just, promotion season. Yeah, I would imagine so. After that, I would have been... The other one who would have come close was probably Fraser. But I don't think he got 20, did he? So... I know Bowen was on 16 when he left for West Ham in January, so he would have been above 20 if he'd have stayed. Oh, yeah. No, Wait, they, actually, that's a good point. Did Bowen get 20 the season prior? I don't think no. he did. No, he didn't. He, he, he got more every season. Like, he was on an upwards curve. I'm sure he scored... Well, 8, 12, 16 or something like that. I'm just checking now. Um, Bowen did get 22 in 18, 19. I think that's in all competitions, though. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the league. Oh, no, they were all in the league. So he got 22 in the league. In the same season? In the 18, 19 season. Are you sure? Yep. Oh, under, Ad- under Adkins. Did he? That surprised yeah. me. That because I thought my my memories of the um, the Adkins season was that Bowen was 
was on fire, but then Harry Wilson kind of took the... That was the season prior. Yeah, it was. We've had too many managers lately. Yeah, so Bowen's... Yeah, Adkins was the first. Yeah, no, because Adkins took over from Slutsky, didn't he? Yep. That first season. And then he had... Yeah, yeah, I get you now. I'm there. I'm there. Well, I've caught up. Don't worry. Yay! <laughs> but, um, so yeah, fair play. I forgot about that one. So we've had one quite recent. So we obviously like that right wing position. We recruit well there. Because <laughs> um, Wilkes looks like he's steady on to be the next 20 goal man. Um, we'd have liked to have Kale- seen KLP be a lot higher as well, I think. Without the, the whole contract dispute in December, I think we probably would have seen him a lot but- closer. It is funny because we did go through a spell for a good few seasons where we wouldn't have a striker get a, we wouldn't have a top scorer over ten goals. They always tended to get injured though, didn't we? we we've always had yeah. a really bad record with injuries. Like, there was a, there was a massive gap, I think, between that first promotion and um, the last promotion to the Prem, where only like I think only one of the seasons in that time we had a goal scorer over ten goals, and it'll have been Fryer. Yeah, I think. Um... The season we went up the first time under Brucey, it was like we were we weren't actually that prolific whatsoever, was we? I think Corum was top no, scorer. Like Corum was top scorer, goal, right? and they got nine. Um, because I remember Jesus. both us and Cardiff didn't have a top scorer over nine, and <laughs> we we were the top two. That's mad. I, I bet that never happens again. But I think that's because those teams that went up were teams that had multiple goal scorers. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you score as a team, obviously it's they were they were best. more they were more like a team. Those two sides that went up then. Yeah. Whereas I think at the moment we've got you know you've got Wilkes who's a goal threat. McGinnis is is on quite a few this season. He's on a lot more than I expected him to be on personally. Um, Doc is a big goal threat. Honeyman's added goals this season. Greaves would have had about ten. <laughs> I gotta say I am loving seeing Josh McGinnis prove so many people wrong. The thing was, is that last season, my opinion on McGinnis, I'm not going to pretend that I liked him because I didn't, and I didn't really want him to, to even be our first choice this season. I, I preferred Eves just in terms of the mobility that he added. But McGinnis has always been, I think, the better finisher. Like, if you gave McGinnis or Eves a chance, you'd put your money on McGinnis scoring it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but this season, he has, he has got to a stage where, I don't know... He, He's he's stepped up his his effort. Do you know what I mean? Like last season, I just felt like we had a lump of concrete up from when he played. But this season, he 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 does dot himself about a bit, which I think is quite impressive for somebody who you know doesn't have really the speed and agility that you'd you well you'd want from that role. So yeah, he's he's doing really well, and like you said, he's proven a lot of people wrong. And he's I think he's crucial. I think if he don't play, we're, we're a far far worse side. Like if he doesn't, yeah. if you don't see his name on that starting eleven, then you usually expect that we're going to have quite a difficult day, especially creating chances wise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could probably pin down the kind of things like you know, obviously McGinnis getting COVID and um, KLP's contract situation, and that has hindered a, a lot of the season for some of these players, and we probably would have scored even more. And I mean, our goal scoring stats this season are actually quite impressive. I know we're also critical of the chances we create and the goals we put away, but we're actually really good at scoring goals and we'd have been so much higher, you know, like like we've just said, if Greaves scored yeah, it's more. Like, we've, been good at, we've been good at it, but we should we should be even better at it. That's the thing. It's, yeah. it's amazing. 
is madness. It is like if you take a step back and look at um, some of the games where we've you know come out of it without a shot on target or anything, and you're just thinking, how can we go from a side that's capable of putting some of you know the highest number of goals in the division <laughs> to not putting a shot on target against Burton Albion? I think it's partly because a large proportion of our goals come from set pieces. Yeah, yeah, that is. I think that's something that we weren't that good up last season either. We we didn't really seem. I thought we, set pieces wise, we were weak both defending them and attacking them. Do, do you remember the <laughs> the second fight of last season where pretty much if someone had a free kick or a corner in the first minute, we conceded. Pretty much, <laughs> we just... it, it was fun, wasn't it? Very very fun. Yeah, it was loads of fun. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was so exciting. Um, starting up your, you know, your iFollow stream and, and knowing that we're going to within five minutes, you're already one 0 down. I think it happened like six games in a row or something, didn't it? I don't know if it was. I don't, think, I don't know if it was that bad, but it it seemed to happen every Very single regular. game. It felt like it was every single game. But we tend we we seem to have obviously. Um, I think there was a stat. Haven't we taken the lead in something like twenty odd games? I can't remember the start. One of the, I think Fletcher said it on the the iFollow stream. But we we tend to take the lead, so we've 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 transformed from a side that concedes first to the side that scores first, and obviously we're reaping the rewards for it. Yeah, um, I'm trying think, what I'm trying to think. What games this season have we taken the lead and not won? I know there was the Peterborough game because we were winning that and we lost it. Did we take the lead in the Swindon game? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, when because it was KLP's amazing great run. girl. Yeah. It's rare that we. It's rare this season when we've taken the lead that we've not got all three points. Yeah, which is a good thing because we we obviously like I just said we we do take the lead quite often, so that's probably why we're in such a beneficial position. Um, what team would you go with then for Rovers on the weekend? Would you rest some? Would you squad rotate Saturday, Tuesday games? I'd bring McGinnis back in if I could. Um, is he out for the? Is he out injured still for this I game as think, well? I don't think they've confirmed it. I know um, it, he failed a fitness test the morning of the Rochdale game because of the um, slight knock on his ankle he took in the uh, Wimbledon match, wasn't it? Yeah. So hopefully they haven't released anything saying that he's not going to, well, that he's going to miss it. Which, well, if, if you go by Honeyman and Doherty logic, he'll be straight back in the side. <laughs> it, well, if he's back, I'd, I'd make that change. I'd bring him back into the side. How did you? How did you rate Gavin White? Actually, that was one I wanted to ask you. Uh, he looks okay, um, but I think the injuries curtailed how well he was playing before it. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I, I think he's going to be a very good player. I think it's a shame that he got injured when he did. Um, because I think he's one of these, who, when he gets the ball, he looks very quick, uh, very nimble. And I think if we ever you know, need somebody to replace KLP on that side for any reason, like an injury, for example, I think he'd be a very good addition because I didn't like... I think he tried uh, at the beginning of the Rochdale game to interchange the th- front three. I think he tried to swap... Wilkes, KLP and White sort of gave them free room to say, right, I'm going through the middle for a bit kind of thing. Because they always seem to pop up in different positions with the ball. Um, which I suppose worked to an extent. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't like to see that every game. Because like I said, we're, no. you know, McGinnis is that sort of platform we use into that, that gives the wingers that 
free reign to get in behind. Uh, was there anything else I wanted to ask you? Uh, Max Clark. Do you think he's ever going to get back in the squad? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Because obviously Calamardo's played a lot of games. I mean, he has been playing for the... Uh, I'm saying he's been playing for the reserves on the regular um, since he came back. But he's just not... I'm surprised he's not made an appearance yet. Put it that way. I'm surprised he's not on the bench. That's what's surprising yeah. me. Yeah, he's not even involved in like match day squads, which I think is one of the weirdest things. Um, would you still would you still start Coyle, or would you swap for Emmanuel for this one? I'd stay with Coyle because I thought he was one of the best performers. I ca- I can't see why he would drop him when he plays that well. It's weird because. Emmanuel is so good, but Coyle doesn't deserve dropping. And it's like the reverse of earlier in the season. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I want to see Coyle play, but Emmanuel didn't deserve dropping. Yeah, true. I'm just thinking because I feel... Um, I think I have a feeling that he might do a little bit of a squad rotation. I mean, I've, I've predicted on, on FanHub that we're going to play the same side that started against Rochdale. Um, and then said Wimbledon, by the way, then. Well, <laughs> I stopped myself. Uh, but I predicted that he'll play the same side, um, except for McGuinness will start instead of White. Uh, yeah, if he's, see... fit, if he's fit, McGuinness will come back in. He has to. Is Peter Brother game after? It is, yeah. So he's, that's the. Re- I think that was the reason I thought that he might rotate, because I, I think he might play Emmanuel instead of Coyle in this game. And he might start Crowley instead of... Jones, I'm, I'm thinking of things that I'm thinking like McCann. These aren't things I want him to do. I'm trying to put myself in the brand. You're trying to think of what he would do. Yeah, because obviously we've got Peterborough and it's away, and they've got, you know, they're they're, they're banging form, the top of the league. They're looking realistically like they're going to be the title winners. And if you're a manager, what what do you do? Do you do you stick with a, a winning team, which has proven well for us so far this season, or is he going to? You know, it depends all down to fitness, doesn't yeah. it, really? We, we don't I, know what the lads are like. I would rather stick rather than twist. Um, apart from, like I say, I would bring McGuinness back in because I think he would have played anywhere. And that's the other reason he didn't play, is because of the fitness test. Yeah. Yeah, I fully expect him to bring McGuinness back in. Because, um, in theory, you know, amongst the, the, the entire eleven that starts for us, McGuinness probably does the least running, other than Ingram. In the centre halves, because he just his job sort of just to stay up there and hold it up, and he does it well. Yeah, he does do it well, and obviously he might start Eves. To be fair, I mean, but one thing I would say about wrong. one thing I would say about McCannies, he has five subs to work with, and he never bloody does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, um, that is a point. But that, does that does that does that is that tactical, or does he just not rate the bench? Could be a mixture of both, but that's a concern if he doesn't rate the bench. Especially for people, I... especially for people like Max Clark, because if he doesn't rate the bench, but he's brought Max Clark back, who can't make the bench. Yeah, that's very concerning because then he doesn't even rate him enough to put him on the bench. But why bring him back? Yeah, I mean, if he's not match fit, I don't understand why you'd sign a player that's not match fit, like nowhere near match fit. If you know a player's going to miss like one, two. Two months worth of football, then is it really worth it? I feel like he's gonna 
be here next season, Matt Clark. What and this no. was just sort of that way to get way to come back. I know. I, I think no matter what league we're in, he's going to be because I don't think he'll get a club next season that's any higher at yeah. the moment. Based on based on the fact he's not playing, Pro- possibly waited for a, for a bigger move whilst he was over there and well, not materialised. He's come well, back. Su- supposedly when he came to us, there were championship clubs after him as well. He was linked with championship clubs, but he chose us. Which makes me think he wants to be here maybe longer term. Mm. If he's willing to make that choice when he's got the other opportunity in front of him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we can pick and choose all the time, but you know, I don't think realistically any City fan knows um, how say, Grant works. <laughs> to, to be honest, though, as, as much as I like Max Clark, couldn't be dropping Elder at the moment. <laughs> no, he's on fire, isn't he, to be fair. And I've stuck up for him all season. I think, yeah, he's had a few few mares at the back, but who hasn't this season? Burke's had his, his issues, and I think he's a very good player still. Um, Elder, is, he's, he's great for going forward. He's very, very threatening. As a, Like, if you were a defender facing KLP and Elder on the same side, you'd have a nightmare, wouldn't you? Um, and I think he gets a lot of stick for doing what he's meant to do and pushing up. Um, obviously, he's going to leave spaces in behind and he just doesn't recover well, which I don't think is necessarily that bad a thing. Um, but I do think Elder is probably within the top five, definitely, performers for our side this season. Um, was there any players that, that you thought should maybe be doing better? Was there any worrying performances? or No, I don't, I don't think there was any worrying performances. It was like, except before, it was one of those games where... No one played badly. No one played yeah, amazing. Just a kind of just. It was just sort of like just trundling on, like like saying like they're in neutral gear. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort admit it was, it was quite hard to think of things to to ask and discuss yeah, about that game it, thanks it, to the it was, quality of it. It was a pretty fucking pouring game. We've, I've scraped <laughs> the barrel there, and I've even tried to try to muster up things that aren't related to the match. Just to you not know. gonna lie, I'm amazed we managed to get half an hour out of this. Yeah, brilliant. I think. Um, we got we got the two we got the three points we got two goals yes one yeah. was another goal but you know we're still up there it gives us a good platform because if we beat Bristol on on Saturday um, that leaves us with three wins in three it begins to put some pressure on the teams above us teams around us are starting to drop form Lincoln have fallen off a cliff lately Doncaster aren't doing well they've, they've just won Darren Moore leaving actually what do you think to that I think he's an idiot because he's going to be back in League One next season yes. Well, you see, I've 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 spoke to this uh, spoke with mate at work about this. So he's left Doncaster. I think he's now at a worse team. Yes, he's 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 gone from solid top two contenders to a side that's in sort of financial difficulties and are looking dead sets for relegation and just lost to Rotherham as well in his first game. I can only um, think they have offered him a lot of money, but because- where? I, Weren't they struggling to play the, pay the staff earlier? Yeah, but you know what football clubs are like. I don't understand why. I mean, he might be wave, he might be waving to them as they go by. Also, also <laughs> is when also is Wednesday. They are a shit house club. True. I mean, obviously, it's a bigger job if you if you're looking at it from the side. Oh of the yeah, club, absolutely. But in terms of your career. I'd rather have promotion with Doncaster on my CV than relegation with Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I I I think. 
I don't, to be honest, I don't want him to do well at Sheffield Wednesday. No, nobody wants him to do well at Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, I was fine with him doing well at Doncaster. I don't want him to do well at Sheffield Wednesday. And I think I think it's, I can, I, I kind of get why he's done it, completely understand, but I think it's in the long run going to be a backward step. Mm. Does that do us a favour then? Do you reckon Doncaster are a worse team without him? Depends who they're getting. Well, they've, they've appointed, um, what's it, the women's side manager? I'm sure they've appointed like a former player or the Doncaster Bells manager, but he's he's got a win in their first game against Portsmouth, was it? 2 1? Yeah, so, they, uh, they, they managed to book their recent form. Yeah, so it's a, it's a positive result. Remains to be seen what kind of effects he has for the rest of the season, but I think it does us a favour personally. Yeah, he's, he's Andy Butler, who's the current manager of the Donny women's team. Yeah. It only has him done as interim manager, though, so I'm assuming they are looking to get someone else full-time. Well, I think I remember um, the Doncaster board releasing a press release saying that the aim is the playoffs, and if he does well enough, then he's going to have his stake. Yeah, they might give him a little bit long, yeah. yeah. Um, but as, as an outsider, I think that that, that might weaken the mean, charge for the top two and do us a bit. Of I, I, don't, I don't get... I still cause I, say, I don't get why Paul Cook's not got in a job... He's, he's Ipswich manager now. Oh, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, they've got new owners and a new manager. Not jealous whatsoever. Because he just got signed on a... Yeah, so they, they, the new owners basically came in and did some fan service. And they were like, um, I'm going to get rid of you and replace you. I don't get why it took this long for Paul Cook to get back into management. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think that the... I thought Doncaster would come straight out with a point the Cowleys... As well, mm. I can't. I can't believe that they've been out of work for so long. But you know, um, remains to be seen. Um, I think a win against Rovers puts us in good stead and makes the promotion race a bit more interesting, especially if teams around us keep dropping points. Um, basic summary of the Rochdale game: Meh, <laughs> three <laughs> points. Good. Good three result. Very, yeah. very good, good result. Crap match. Very dull game. Uh, on to Saturday, where we we face. Bristol and hopefully get nine points from nine games. It starts to look a bit better. Hopefully put a few goals in and turn that home form around. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't think there's anything else we can really discuss about that Russell game. Well, I'm lost with. No, I think I think that there isn't very well. much to discuss. But we've, we've we have managed done to, well. We've managed to somehow bleed that much out of it. Yeah. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. <laughs> um, so we'll leave it there. I think. Um, if you missed the the last episode release, um, it did have um, a late release. It was it was only today, wasn't it? That it, we, we are recording on Thursday today now, isn't it? So it's only just been released. Will you shut up? Um, so we'll <laughs> leave it there. Uh, cheers for joining me, Will. I hope you all As enjoyed always. the first half of the episode. It was a quite. A, Quite an enjoyable one. Um, on to Saturday, up the Tigers. Let's hope for another win. Uh, we'll see you next time.
paydays are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.